another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the dark crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, and this is episode 12 of the podcast for July 2015. This month we have Ryan Wells as our interview for this month's show, and before we go to the interview, I just want to let you all know that um, a, a trailer has recently came out for The Great Conjunction, A Legacy of the Dark Crystal. Um, you can find out all that, all about that on our uh, Facebook page, as well as our Twitters, and also on the, the Great Conjunction Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystaldoc. So there you can um, find a link to the uh, YouTube video um, where we've released a, a kind of like a conceptual trailer slash uh, I- an introduction trailer uh, about the documentary and, you know, what we want to do with it, etc. So um, if you can go check it out, um, that'd be fantastic. Um, I hope uh, next month I'll probably um, uh, get Jamie back onto the show and uh, we'll probably both uh, have a chat about the uh, trailer itself. So stay tuned for that one. So without further ado, let's go to the Poddling Village and chat to Ryan Wells about his uh, Skeksis cosplay he did for uh, Comic-Con 2015. Uh, so yeah, first of all, I just want to say, yeah, thanks for um, being on the show. Not at all. So um, I wanted to interview you because um, I guess I'm interested, you know, about your cosplay work, you know, especially when you uh, cosplay as the um, the Chamberlain from the Dark Crystal at the at our Comic Con 2015. But I, I think first, uh, I would mind just actually just wanted to know how how you discovered uh, the Dark Crystal. Uh, well, I discovered it like all people did. Uh, I was terrorized as a kid and fell in love with it. Uh, I uh, specifically chose the character to cosplay because I remember when I was a young kid watching it and then watching my first behind-the-scenes video um, after the movie of how things are actually made um, and as a young age uh, really took an impact. So yeah, uh, basically uh, watching it as a kid and seeing my first behind-the-scenes feature, um, seeing these people are actually inside these monsters, uh, puppeteering them and looking through little TV monitors, uh, just getting a fascination for um, Hollywood in that aspect as a, as a very young child, uh, learning that things aren't as they appeared, uh, they're not really that scary, and they're all creations of some sort uh, that were made by man. And it was at that moment that I became interested in, in movies even more, um, just anything with big productions, uh, stage, uh, I got really involved with growing up to um, eventually to building props and now costumes all stemmed from that one moment um, and so when I started getting into cosplaying 
um, that kind of fell in my lap. I, I never really was into comics or video games or anime or any of these other aspects of Comic-Con, um, nor would I ever have ever gone to a Comic-Con. Um, but when I first started doing uh, cosplay and going to Comic-Cons, uh, because of the fact that I loved Halloween so much, because of the fact I liked the costumes and, and the designing and stuff like that, um, I knew that I had to bring it back to where it kind of all started for me mentally, um, which is one of these characters. And, and not only that, I've done a couple of Jim Henson's creatures, uh, but Chamberlain was definitely on the top of that list. And and it was the Chamberlain like your first attempt at cosplaying, or you, did you do a lot of um, other costumes uh, beforehand? It was my um, my second uh, attempt. I did one uh, character before um, from Tim Burton, the uh, Nine character, um, and that one was a lot easier. It was just burlap and paper mache and building some props. Um, but uh, I knew after I did that and realized how much I loved the whole community of cosplay and, and how I was obsessed with going back to the next convention, um, that's when I knew that I wanted to take on something a little bit harder and, and Chamberlain was next on that list. Um, I basically started doing the research, uh, finding all the reference photos I could, um, and then picking up a whole bunch of things that I had no experience with, which was the sewing aspect. I borrowed my sister's sewing machine. Um, I, I learned how to do latex work um, and painting the latex and and doing the hair on it and stuff like that. And all None of that I had ever touched before, um, but I found a, a lot of useful tutorials and stuff like that by doing my homework online. Um, so yeah, it was, it was number two. Um, but uh, it, it definitely was probably um, my most loved one that I've done. I, I've done several of them. I've been cosplaying for close to two years now. And I, I turn out a new costume each month for every convention I go to. Uh, and now that I'm doing panels and being a guest at conventions and things have gotten out of hand, um, he's the one costume that still sticks around. Usually I'll wear one for one per convention, like I'll have a costume that I make and I'll only wear it in, I live in Portland, Oregon, so I'll only wear it to one convention in Portland, one convention in Seattle and one convention in Spokane, which is the kind of the triangle that I stay within uh, as far as my conventions. Um, in Portland alone, there's several conventions uh, at different times of the year, but because I've worn that costume once in that city, I'm assuming that the same people come to different conventions, and once they see me at one convention in that costume, it's not that big of a thrill to see me at that same at that in that same town in that same convention, uh, same costume, even though it's a different convention. So I usually kind of sell my costumes after they've made their rounds, and for some reason, Chamberlain's the one that has not only made all those rounds, but he's also made specifically each convention that I can possibly go to. Um, and then just recently, he's actually made uh, a new appearance uh, at a for a second time at the same convention uh, that I was guesting at uh, because he was so loved at that convention and they asked me to come back specifically because of who I was and what I was able to do that I actually brought him with even though he'd already been seen. So uh, people say, well, who's your favorite? What's your favorite cosplay? And it's kind of like picking your favorite child and it's like each one gets better with time so the one I'm currently working on I like much better than the last one but even though he was number two he's gone the whole distance with me so 
if I had to pick a favorite, it would be him. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess like um, especially with uh San Diego Comic Con, um, that got a bit of an impact. You know, a lot of news headlines or people twittering, you know, taking photos of the of your um cosplay as the Chamberlain. Like, you know, we're wearing a costume. Like, were you able to see see much at all because you know walking around like on you know at Comic Con, um, d- during that time. Um, with Chamberlain, no, not at all. Um, I see people's feet. Um, when I'm wearing the costume, his head is uh, mounted onto a bike helmet. Um, so his head comes off of his neck comes off of my head. So for him to actually be eye level, I have to be hunched over and stare at the ground. And then you got all the fabric around my head to blend it into the shoulders. Um, and so there really is no peripheral vision. Um, I, I can't look up without him directly pointing his beak at the ceiling so for him to keep level I have to keep my head down um, which was kind of funny because I wore him this is the first time I had ever gone to this convention I've heard so much about it and how huge it was and I wore him the first day of the convention and uh, I had my friend uh, lead me around the whole time and so I, I remember walking around the thing. I was like oh it was pretty big but when I went back the second day in a, in a completely different cosplay I was like so shocked about how big this was. I was like, I could have sworn I was walking around the same three circles all day long. And when I got the second day, I was like, this is a whole other ball game. I was not picturing. <laughs> so, um, so, so this year was your your first time actually going to to San Diego um, Comic Con, yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess you know, not being able to see much like with a Chamberlain um, costume, but did you get like much reactions, like you know, uh, hear people or? you know, what, what they thought about, you know, when it, seeing the Skeksis costume, um, that your cosplay. Yeah. And that's probably another reason why, um, he's one of my favorites, um, because not only is it something emotional attachment for myself, uh, because I've kind of had this guy in the back of my head all throughout life. Um, but I feel that a lot of other people have had this too. At some point, had this in their nightmares or had this in their dreams and and they grew up with his character whether they love him or hate him he was there and so when they see him quote unquote come to life in costume in front of them and they got a seven foot tall Skeksis they're they're shocked Um, and they immediately get brought back to that moment throughout their childhood where they're saying uh, oh my goodness I grew up with this guy this guy gave me so many nightmares uh, they just, they're shocked and, and they're in disbelief and they kind of forget where they're at at that moment for some of the people where they're just like, I'm not at a Comic-Con, I'm now a, a nine-year-old kid and this is my nightmare or this is my yeah. dream. And, and it's it's kind of funny. And though I can't see everybody's expressions um, or all the the faces or whatever, I do hear everything and that's what keeps me motivated and putting up with the pain of being hunched over and missing everything is because of the fact of people getting so uh, emotional about the fact that this one character who's rarely seen in the cosplay community um, was standing right in front of them. Yeah. So I, I just think, you know, that that's, I think that's a great thing about cosplay is, you know, um, the opportunity to, you know, uh, you know, to be creative with, you know, building um, creatures or characters and all that kind of stuff um, from that perspective, but also, getting that reaction from from people seeing you know seeing you guys you know dressed up and you know it's like oh you know can i take a photo of you and all that kind of stuff um yeah it must be pretty thrilling i guess in that in that respect yeah and not only that but um it reminds people of uh things and i know i've met a lot of uh 
kids that were that are the age that I was introduced to this creature, um, and a majority of them actually know who I am as that creature. Um, so that's surprising that it's it's lasted and, and it's so timeless that kids these days are are now getting that imagination boost that I got. Um, and then for the ones that don't know, um, they'll be like, "Oh, what is that, mommy? Or what is that, daddy?" And all of a sudden, that parent is just like, I'll show you as soon as we get home. Like, they get excited and they get reminded how much fun they had with that film when they were a kid that they thought, okay, I failed as a parent. You haven't seen it to this point. We're going home and watching this right now. That's fantastic, yeah. And I mean, I think it's really been interesting how it's almost coming full circle in a way. Um well, I guess like with film, especially with um, uh, Star Wars, um, The Force Awakens, I know there was a the panel and um, they actually brought um, a creature, uh, Boba Joe, on stage. Yeah. And Boba <laughs> Joe was um, one of the creatures that was introduced in the um, the, Amo- the Amaze uh, video, Force for Change. And um, I remember when that, I think when that video first posted up, a lot of people were comparing it to a very, such a very dark crystal-like kind of creature. Um, so I, I hope that, I mean, you know, with Star Wars, with The Force Awakens, it sort of becomes, um, you know, going full circle, sort of the return of bringing more, uh, practical, um, effects. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the practical effects aspect of it. Uh, the, the creature himself, the Askexes, um, he's appeared in, in many, uh, other forms, uh, even in video games, um, I get people telling me a lot that it reminds me of this one creature from this one video game or whatever and they'll show me pictures and it's like oh yeah they totally that's a reincarnation of a sexy if i ever saw it Uh, so he's been around for a while yeah definitely yeah so yeah i mean there's um yeah still you know 30 more years late you know later it's still getting a bit of a um influence with the design of the skexies um yeah which is you know (laughs) pretty awesome um so I guess um I mean obviously your favorite character would be the the Chamberlain. Um, what is your favorite scene from the Dark Crystal? Well, that's another thing too. You had mentioned that you don't see a lot of these, and and when I started doing the costume, I did uh, a lot of research. Um, and the one thing I always do now when I do a cosplay is I try to find the one-offs. I want to find the costume that everybody knows but nobody does. And if I come up with an idea and I search for it. And I can find more than five to eight images of it. I scrapped the idea and I moved to the next one. Um, Chamberlain was interesting because I did find um, a few people that have done him before, but I never found anybody who's done him in his outcast outfit, the, the, the ripped up robes and everything. Everyone that I've found have done him is in his traditional garb, that his ceremonial robes or whatever that he wears for the first maybe two minutes of the film. And I'm just like, when I watched this, I remembered him in his rags, and that's how I do it, um, which I just think is interesting that so many people are drawn to um, the, the fancier, fancier things. And I want the nitty-gritty. I want the weathering. I want the torn stuff. Um, it's a lot more to what I remember. And, yeah, it would be really cool to come up with these ornate chest, uh, back plates and these robes and stuff like that and to do the jewelry and the brooch and everything. Um, and that's a big challenge, but... Um, I couldn't, without doing the research, I couldn't have told you what he wore. I just knew when I thought of Chamberlain, I just thought of these robes. Um, and so and that's why I kind of uh, chose that aspect um, of, as far as the favorite scenes, um, he was always in, though, that, that ripped up robe. And when he was trying to befriend the Gelflings um, in, a, in a very sly way, um, there was that. Um, I, I think 
as far as his favorite scene, I mean, you really can't break the movie up into a lot of scenes as far as he's concerned. Um, I liked his interactions with the Gelflings more than I did with his uh, former family, with the other the other Skeksis uh, in the, the castle. I liked the fact that he was an outcast. Um, I, I kind of get drawn to those, uh, those outcasted, creepy kind of creatures. A lot of my cosplays have been uh, re- revolved around that type of uh, underdog character. And even though he was an evil underdog, he was still um, somebody you were kind of rooting for throughout the movie to say whether he gets back in the castle or not, I want him to, to, to win at whatever he's doing. So, so you've done like um a, a lot of cosplays and different um characters and stuff, and um and I guess a comic on you. Another one that you did was um uh from Mad Max um the uh, the Immortan uh, Joe, so, which I thought was uh, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one I knew nothing about. Um, the company that makes the material that I use to make the transparent armor um sent me a sample of this stuff and said, "Hey, it's a brand new product. We want to see what you can do with it." Just because I worked with. Um, other types of thermoplastics for a previous cosplay that they were uh, inspired with. And so they gave me this, and, and right about the same time I got this in the mail, the new trailers for the movie were starting to come out, and um, I'd seen the originals. Um, this obviously was from the same world, but had nothing to do with the original ones. So I knew he was a bad guy, um, but he was just so powerful in that two-minute trailer that it left me an impact, and I'm just like, well, I need to make something out of this clear material there's this guy that's really grabbing my attention on this trailer. I'm going to throw the two together, and that's why he came to be. Um, but, yeah, I, I knew nothing about him. In fact, I had a friend who works for the media, and she went and saw it uh, a couple of weeks before it was released to the public. And was like, I don't want you to spoil anything for me. Just promise me that he doesn't die in the first five minutes of film because I'm screwed if he does. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that was kind of neat. Oh, that's, uh, that's awesome. And I guess, like... Um... I mean, the other thing, like, um, you, you managed to get in, uh, get into, um, uh, um, trying to think, um, Adam's, uh, party from, uh, Adam from, um, Adam Savage from Mythbusters. So how, yeah. how, how that came into play? Like, how Um, well, something I've learned really through, uh, cosplay is it's a huge community, but it's also very, very tight knit. Um, and then all of the uh, cosplayers and the prop builders, um, kind of, have each other's backs and that's another thing that's drawn me into this like I, it started off as I want to just do costumes and and get that whole celebrity treatment um, and I'm just like I want to go to a con and see how many pictures I can get um, and that quickly evolved into I don't even care about the pictures anymore I want to go see my friends um, and how that Adam's party um, one of my friends already had an invite and um, I ran into them at con. I didn't even know that they were going to be there, but I'd, uh, we'd actually hung out at a previous convention, too. Um, I did a Starship Troopers bug, um, and we met through the Internet, through cosplay groups, and I said, hey, I'm building this big 12-foot costume of a warrior bug from Starship Troopers. Who wants to be an idiot? Put on some armor and follow me around so I don't bump into stuff. And um, I had a... I had a pit crew of six people, and they were one of them, and they built their costume 
Um, we had never met in person until we went to a convention in Seattle and we got to, a chance to work together. So we, we built a friendship online through the community. Um, we finally got to work together. So when I went to uh, San Diego, I ran into them again and uh, we were all hanging out one day and then he's just like, hey, I, I got this invite to a party. You want to go? And I'm just like, don't, don't even ask twice. And that's kind of how that's kind of how, how that happened. So that was neat. And the funny thing about the the Adam part is, um, for people who don't know, he does love the the Comic Con, the San Diego Comic Con. He loves the cosplay. And what he does is he makes these cosplays um, that you can't tell who it is. So he's able to go onto the floor and not be bothered by the fans and stuff like that, and just have fun um, and recognize for anything more than the cosplay that he's wearing. And people have come to know that this is a thing now. Um, so when I was walking around in Chamberlain on day one, um, I had quite a few people stop me and ask if I was Adam. So it was kind of funny when I finally got to meet him at his party. We had a laugh about that fact um, that uh, I was mistaken for him a, a lot on that first day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because um, I've seen some of his videos from his previous years. I think there was one year he was in Nazgul and another year I think he was Admiral Akbar. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. He sort of keeps up the tradition of, um, yeah, you know, cosplay um, yeah he had three of them three different ones this year too oh, wow. so he went he, he had uh one of the uh dreads the judge dread was the first day uh second day he was uh him and elton brown were um the twins from the matrix oh, yes, and yes. then on uh, day three uh i'm drawing a blank but it, i remembered it was a completely different from the uh other two costumes too yeah oh that's awesome yeah yeah and um i guess like um i guess i'm you know, because you do a lot of cosplay, um, is it is it become like a almost like a um, is it is is it just like an almost like a hobby for you? Like, or is it actually? Oh, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's become an obsession for me more than a hobby. A hobby is something you kind of do um, in your spare time, and that's how it started. Um, then uh, I didn't have spare time after that. Like, I would lose sleep. Um, I, I didn't have any social interactions outside of work. Uh, I would go to work in the morning after working for on my cosplay for three to four hours, go to work, clock in, put in my time, come home, and then just do it all over until I passed out on the bench and then woke up and worked on it before work, and it was a constant thing, and then weekends were completely done. Um, and like I said, this year, this is my second year doing it. Um, I decided to take the year off um, and live on savings and be 12 again, I guess, um, and do it full time and, and just just wear myself completely out so at the end of the year I can say, all right, I've done everything I want to do. I'm going to pick two or three good conventions and one or two costumes per year and, and do this like a normal adult would um, and not do this 24-7 anymore. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm kind of in my um, – just really nailing it every minute I can. Um, so I'm working on another big one too, and I think I probably have one or two more left uh, until I start making this back into a hobby and not into so much of a, an obsession, basically. It's not just Chamberlain that, that the Dark Crystal, the whole world. Um, I actually, uh, after I wore him the first time here in Portland, I had uh, somebody in Seattle contact me and said, um, we want to put a group together. And we want you to be part of our group. And they did the two Gelflings. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I'll wear this up to Seattle. Um, and then shortly after, a third person chimed in and said, hey, I want to be part of the group. I want to do Agra. Um, and I can make all the clothes, her dress, and everything. But I, 
couldn't do her mask. And so I ended up making her mask. Um, and then we went up to the convention, um, the four of us, and immediately ran into um, another cosplay uh, husband and wife. And he was uh, just a generic Skeksis. And she was um, a, a Gelfling, too. And it, and I ran into him on an off day where I wasn't wearing Chamberlain. I was going to be wearing Chamberlain on the last day because it was a new con. I bring out my new costume and save my old costume for the last day. Um, and I said, hey, are you going to be wearing this tomorrow? Because I actually made a sexiest costume as well, and I want to hang out with you. And we got to talking, and it, the odd thing was um, I was posting all my works of progress onto specific groups uh, for either cosplay or prop building and stuff like that. And he actually got inspired through that and made his sexiest because of the fact that I made mine. And it was just really odd that we met up. And so I'm just like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll be in costumes, and we're going to go hang out. And then I ran into somebody who said they wanted to interview me because they had interviewed me in, um, in a previous costume from a convention before. And um, I got there that morning, and there was another uh, Gelfling with them. And I'm just like, I have no time to talk. We've got to make this interview right now. And we went, and he, had, he him and his wife said, oh, we'll do it for an hour or two uh, on Sunday with you. And it turns out they spent the entire day in that and – uh, we made another friend who just had no, no idea who anybody else was. They just knew that we were part of the same fandom. And so we had a huge group of seven or eight people that were all walking around together that didn't know each other 12 hours before. And it was just because of that. Um, and now I have um, uh, one more thing on Dark Crystal. Um, I have a uh, chance to be a guest at a convention in February with Toby. And his, obviously his father uh, and mother worked on the, the – the, uh, the film and his father basically designed the whole world, uh, including the creature. Um, and because of the work with the material that I made, the big giant bug from Starship Troopers, um, I'm now uh, ta decided to tackle one of the Gothrams um, to go to that convention because I can't bring Chamberlain back for a third year. That's just some people could, and more power to him. I was like, I need something new. I need a different prom dress to wear to this party. Um, and so I'm going to be doing one of the big crab guys um, for this one because just because he's there, um, because of my love for the movie, and because I'm just like, if I can do this bug, I can do this crab. So that's kind of in my future of continuing to do a Dark Crystal. Like I've done various movies, um, but never before have I done the same movie over and over and tried to find every <laughs> character that I loved from yeah. that thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Gotham would be, yeah, that'd be very interesting. Um, I think it'd be pretty, um, yeah, see, so it'd be interesting how, see how it goes. <laughs> like, yeah, it would be, if it'd be any more challenging compared to the um, to the Skeksis or not. Um, so, yeah, that, that'd be very interesting. And, yeah, can't wait to see, yeah, any, you know, uh, future yeah, developments on that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just thought to my mind because I think Toby Froud, he's actually based in the Portland um, area as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome yeah yeah <laughs> yeah sorry yeah i mean yeah it, it's 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 awesome like um just seeing yeah the dedication you put um yeah towards all your um cosplays it's um it's fantastic um especially um um on your um facebook page um you you know just even just looking at all those photos um yeah it's just, it's it's pretty awesome and i mean it's sort of you know even like i'm like i'm i haven't i've never cosplayed like i've gone to a lot of conventions and stuff uh, but I've never cosplay, but you know, after seeing your work and, and, um, and all that kind of stuff, it, it is something that I've, you know, sort of been thinking back and forth, you know, with it, you know, to, to yeah, consider cosplaying, you know, in the, in the new future. Um, yeah. So, 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah like I said, I, I don't anything in the in the comic con world. Um, none of it interests me. I don't go to panels unless they're my own. Um, I I don't collect the comics. I, I don't collect the a lot of the toys or or anything that has to do with it, the video games and all that. I, I know movies. I love movies, and they've always kind of had special emotional connections, whether they're sci-fi, fantasy, um, whatever it might be. Um, I, I, they've always been there. And so I know I enjoy being creative, and I enjoy now making these costumes, um, but it has nothing to do with the fact that I enjoy comic books. So anybody who uh, likes going on dressing up on Halloween and says that they want to do it more than once a year, this is the place to do it. You can wear costumes. You don't have to be involved um, with comics per se or any of the other aspects of the convention other than playing dress up and, and going and hanging out with your friends and, and the enjoyment that you get making that costume to get to that point. And you don't have to make your own costumes to still enjoy it. Uh, for somebody who wants to try out cosplay, um, there's plenty of other avenues of putting together what they call closet cosplay, where you're just throwing together some things and kind of altering uh, clothes that you already own or even buying costumes or commissioning costumes. Uh, but just to go as an experience, um, it started for me real quickly. Um, I was actually not even doing costuming. I was building um, a time machine from Back to the Future, um, full scale on a DeLorean. I was building all the props, and this, uh, this guy that I envied my whole life, uh, Christopher Lloyd, was kind of my hero. Um, was going to be appearing at one of these comic cons, and I didn't know anything about the cons. I, I knew that you were supposed to dress up if you go. Um, I didn't really know too much about it, other than the fact that I just wanted to go see this guy, and um, I didn't have time to put a cosplay together. And so I just basically wore a trench coat and a hat, and I went as Silent Bob from um, Jan Silent Bob, and I didn't put any effort into it, other than the fact that I had a black trench coat and a backwards hat, and it was just because I. I was that character that people also connected to and people was like oh my goodness it's silent bob come take a picture with me uh, i love these movies and then they start talking to you about the movies too and you start making friends by oh what'd you think of clerks or what'd you think of mall rats and stuff like that and oh did you hear about the new movie he's working on and all of a sudden you have a common interest um and that's what drew me back i'm just like okay i'm gonna go to the next con and i'm gonna do this cosplay thing for real and that's how it kind of all started and i went to that one and it was tenfold um, as far as how much fun it was, and I became addicted right after that. Uh, that that is fantastic. And um, I guess, um, how can people uh, find you um, of all your um, cosplay work? Uh, if you go to Facebook, I have a Facebook page called Cosplay of Ryan Wells, um, and I, I post all my updated. Uh, there's tons of pictures of Chamberlain that we've been speaking of. There's actually an album of uh, the build, my work in progress of making Chamberlain from a camping backpack and helmet to uh, the creature that you see walking around, um, and then uh, current projects that I'm going to be working on and so on and so forth. No, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I just want to say, Ryan, yeah, thank you so much for um, for chatting uh, to me on, on the show. Thank you, Philip. You've already taken too long, Delfling. At last, the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! To the crystal chamber! Well, that's all the time I have for this month's Trial by Stone. Special thanks to Ryan for being this month's guest. 
If you'd like to know more about the show, you can visit our website at facebook.com forward slash trial by stone podcast or on Twitter at trial by stone pod. If you like the show and think that others would like it too, then please write a review on iTunes and help spread the word about the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the show and come back next month for more Trial by Stone.